Unfortunately, you failed the math test. You got 39% percent correct mm -hmm. on that one. You needed a minimum of 65% percent to pass that. You got 39% percent correct on that one. You needed 65. <laughs> and I know you suck at math, but that means you failed. <laughs> so that would be cool to have this guy's job and then just, like, make him sit there forever before you tell him. I'd be like, now how do you think you did? <laughs> do you think you gave it your best? <laughs> First, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about your dreams. <laughs> and then after about an hour, I'd be like, I'm afraid I have some bad news, Aubrey. <laughs> Your journey ends here. <laughs> I'm going home. Welcome to episode 74 of the Geek Generation. Mike Volpe is in studio. I'm here. Brian Lipsitz is here to say it to my face over the Skype. <laughs> <laughs> the joke that I will never let die and nobody oh. understands why I'm even making it. <laughs> How you guys uh, doing? Good. Episode 74. 74. One away from 75 because yeah. I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike Volpe. No Speaking of next episode, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh. Wow. How about that natural transition? That's right. We did not talk about this. No. Segment. Seriously, we did not. We didn't. I have a major announcement to make uh, regarding future episodes. And Brian, I don't think, completely knows yet. Mike and I have discussed it a little bit because I needed some feedback before I actually made the decision. But last week, you heard our final news episode. Mm. Wow. Yeah, bombshell. <laughs> Boom! Brian's like, Brian's like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, reason being, I have lots of reasons for this, and I don't know how much people like the news episodes compared to what we normally do. I know that there's a large contingent who wish we had the smaller news blocks every week and recorded every week like we used to, but we don't have the time for that. I can't make you guys commit to recording every week. It's crazy. Um, but basically, the news stuff is eating up way too much of my life. Mm. Not only between getting it ready for this, but getting it ready in general for the site and writing up the articles there. I'm a slave to my Google reader. Well, yeah, you end up with usually somewhere between 15 and 20 news stories. For yeah. The, how many hours of work is that for you? Oh, God. I Between writing up the summaries for the show, mm -hmm. writing up the articles for the site, uh, it's three hours of work a day, roughly. Which wouldn't be bad if you didn't have a full-time job on exactly. top of coaching. Yeah. Right. If this was all I did. And that's another thing, too, is the track season starts up uh, on the 19th again. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be busy uh, as well. But I've noticed since I started up the Geek Generation and the show and everything, my health has also gone downhill, which I've mentioned before. <laughs> it's killing it's, you. It's when my vertigo started up. I was at an insanely busy point in my life where I was student teaching and starting this. And my goal was to create this, like, massive empire of, like, news media. And I have to realize that after doing this for two years that I'm potentially heavier than I've ever been. The vertigo is not around anymore, but I'm not in the same mental state that I was in. Uh, so there's definitely not as much reason to do it in that aspect. 
But um, they're also, I don't think they're as interesting show-wise for people to listen to. They're informative, but they're not as entertaining. Yeah, I, I, I way agree. prefer just sitting down and riffing with you guys. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I not that it matters what I think. <laughs> well, no, you're, you're part of the team. It absolutely matters. You um, are B. Rye. You're the B. Rye. You're here to say it to my face, Brian. All right. So but no, I, I agree. I think they're much more interesting when it's just us as opposed to reading news stories and commenting on it. Especially if sometimes one or two of us don't know even what we're the news right. is about or or the like, say the movie or video. You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and that's not to say we're not going to address the news. Yeah, yeah, no. It's I, we're just not going to dedicate episodes to it when there are mm-hmm. things worth talking about. And that's the other thing too is sometimes just to fill. The news episode, yeah. I have to take these stupid stories I don't even want yeah. to report on. Like, I don't care that Adam Sandler's making a Candyland movie. <laughs> I don't. But it was yeah. it was a way I'm to fill the episode. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I, I go, maybe there's so much news out there. Is he picking and choosing? Does he really like Candyland? Uh, well, <laughs> did Rob put that <laughs> in there, there because he's excited about this? Sometimes it's funny. Like, yeah. that, that's, a, yeah. that's an interesting story, but it's not that I want to see the movie. But overall, I I don't need to do these full news episodes, and they're not nearly as entertaining. Plus, they're taking away me rehashing news on the site, which is also going to not stop, but I'm only going to do bigger stories now. Like, I might post once a day. I've noticed that traffic does not change regardless of how many stories a day I post. There are days I post four or five, and I get less traffic from the day before that I posted two. So, so there's pretty much all depending on what the actual story is. Most possibly. Likely. But and oddly enough, it's funny that when I made this decision, yeah. uh, March 3rd ended up being our highest traffic day ever. Like we had over <laughs> 5000 hits really? in one day. <laughs> yeah. And there was nothing. Wow. There was nothing significant that I did on that day different than any other day. I think it's largely in part to uh, something I'll talk about in my geek outs. And that's Chris Gore. So I think that's a big part of why our traffic spiked for the day. But I I don't want to keep rehashing news because that's not going to allow us to stand out. People should come to us because they want something different and not the same thing over and over again. So there's not going to be as many movie and game trailers. There's not going to be as much rehashed news. It's going to be a lot more of the original content that our new writing staff is killing it on. Like I want to take my time instead of rehashing news to create interesting things to read. Yeah. And like Mike Boyd, uh, Hunter, Kendra have all been writing fantastic Kendra. articles <laughs> and the articles are getting lost and drowned yeah. in all of the rehash news. Yeah. So yeah. I want to give them their due. And that's the stuff that's going to set us apart. That's the stuff people are going to read. So that's what I want the focus to be on. Sounds our, good. Our, our two it's year net of the geek generation is kind of there. Like Google's going to find us one way or another. (laughs) So our net is there and people will find us. So, and this also creates with the, the, a whole episode that is kind of unstructured right now. It'll allow us to play more games that I've wanted Mm -hmm. to do forever. It'll allow me to make more content. And since I don't Mm -hmm. have to waste my time, writing up news stories, I can finally finish the song parody I've been working on forever. We can also finally do the fast food episode. We can do the fast food episode. (laughs) Dying for that. Sunday's a cheat day. I know you are. And it also creates opportunities for the people listening. I would love people to actually send things in. I don't know if they will. Like, whether you make prank calls and you want to send them in. Whether you want to make a two- to three-minute comedy bit and send it in. The super fan 
Dude, I know you can make prank calls. Let's go. Start recording that. Let's go. He's got weekends off now. He, he can does. Start. I just saw that. Yeah, he's got Saturday nights off. Well, let's go, buddy. Start so, the prank uh, calls. So all that stuff, I mean, that's what I want to focus on. I want to make the show more entertaining and make the show better. The show is the fun, not the site. So let's let's have fun. That's Woo-hoo. my that's my goal here. Nice. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So Woo. now that I've wasted way too much time on that. On to the news stories. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Mike Volpe, what are you geeking out on? Oh, God. You Blank think- stare. Bri- yeah, yeah. All right. I, I was not ready Blank for that. Blank stare. Brian, go. <laughs> B-Ride, what you got? Oh, you throw it to me. Wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. I know- Shut up, Mike. You're in. Oh, tag, tag, tag. All right. <laughs> Speaking of tagging, um, I wait, don't know what? if anyone... <laughs> This People who follow dirty. me on Facebook may or may not know this, but I'd like to make an announcement to everyone. Oh, that, uh, announcement. I, I am going to be at WrestleMania Live this year in Miami. WrestleMania. In, ah. in, on April 1st. So uh, it's my first trip to Miami, my first mm-hmm. big domed WrestleMania. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It kind of came out of nowhere, be the fact that uh, one of my friends has family that lives down there. and. Yep. Uh, kind of some connections got hooked up at the last minute, and uh, I will also be attending the Hall of Fame ceremony. So Very cool. I was Exciting. gonna say, like, you, I heard, I saw you were going to Mania. You went to San Diego Comic Con. I'm like, I can barely afford to do this crap. How the hell can you afford to do this? San Diego is a different story. This one, I'm not really. This is kind of. Uh, I don't want to get into too much about WrestleMania, but yeah, that's not it's not costing me much. So, oh, but uh, you're fun. You're <laughs> fun. I've never seen a wrestling show in a place that big. I've never either. I mean, I've only gone to the place in Boston. Uh, the I can't. Uh, I'm going to call it the Fleet Center still, but it's not. TD big, Bank. Big, yeah, and, I'll be uh, expecting you know, exclusive pictures, B. Rye. Yeah, I'll be your exclusive correspondent. And, and, and and if you can, and, if you can, I'm making a request right now. I, I mean, want a picture of A. Rye with B. Rye. Uh, <laughs> an interview with CM Punk would be good. <laughs> you know, while you're at it. Uh, I mean, it's and plus. I mean, the fact that it's kind of the one of the biggest manias with all the you know the big matches they have. You know, yep. seen Rock and Hell in a Cell, Taker and Triple H. That's and, because you yeah. haven't been signed yet. <laughs> Once they sign you on to be the new, uh, you could, I don't know what would Rob, what would be B Rai could be A Rai's manager. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be the tag team called T Rai of A Rai and B Rai. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna have to come down to that damn. St- <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, that's my uh, that's my one announcement. Um, but uh, what else do I'm geeking out out over? Um, I'm geeking out over the Chris Gore thing. But I'll let Rob get into that more because he had more of a, you know, just uh, the fact that we were on uh, Pod Crash and it was exciting to listen to. And it was, it was fucking awesome. It was a uh, it was a huge trip. So that was very cool. And um, I'm trying to think what else was that? Oh, the Avengers trailer, which we mentioned last week. Yep. Uh, I really was blown away by the trailer, and I thought it was actually – don't hurt me, Rob, but I thought it was better than the Dark Knight uh, Rises trailer. It I, was. I'm more excited for Avengers at this point. Well, I'm is- not, but <laughs> but it was a better trailer. There's only been one trailer for Dark yeah. Knight, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there was the teaser one, but I don't yeah. really count But that. yeah, uh, no, I'm looking forward to both movies, obviously. They're both going to be fantastic. But yeah, Avengers, I'm just like, you know, May 4th is going to be like – freaking Excuse crazy me. so that's all all right mike volby I, I feel like i have been where have i been the last few weeks like nothing i can't did you wow. wormhole it up like i'm gonna I've jump into literally a temporal flux just been for a little in while the gym all day i picked up a bunch of new clients so yeah i'm just i've been in the gym all day i feel like i haven't done Lifting things up and putting them down this and i teach people how to do that <laughs> yeah too. yeah let's <laughs> see so yeah. you put your hands on this you pick it up <laughs> then you put it down 
Damn, sounds, I want your job. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I, I'm not really geeking out over anything because I don't feel like I've had a life for the last couple of weeks. Oh, so you're geeking out on being here with us. I am. This is good. Yeah, cathartic. I am. <laughs> nice. Well, I have a ton of geek outs to make up for it. So, good. <laughs> uh, Like Brian said, we were on Podcrash recently with that Chris score. Even though we recorded it a while back, it was so much fun to record with him. I was absolutely thrilled for to hear his high praise of us. Saying yeah, that it was the most fun show he's done so far for yeah, Podcrash. And of course, I don't. I, did you listen yet, Mike? I did not listen. No. Yet, well, no. Brian's name is the only one he pronounced correctly, which I thought was hilarious because he said, "How did that happen?" Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, mine is a common misconception because people take it and they hybridize it between English and French and end up with the one version that I hate hearing. But that's why I end up what using I I just what? use V on here because that's all I want people to use. Yeah, is I don't want to use my actual last name. Oops. So, <laughs> way to go! Mike. You said it wrong, though. You said you said the one but that he said. That's wrong. what I was saying. Right. Trying to say right. that. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's not because I don't want to be identified on here. It's just why make that. It, my name is so difficult to pronounce unless you know it that it. I don't bother. So your last name is it. Wayne. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he said so he said Mike Volpe. Yeah, that would actually be the right way to pronounce it. Really? Technically, yeah. Really. That'd be the Italian way. Oh. The E's sound like A's in Italian. No. See, if he had used my French pronunciation, it'd be one thing. But yeah, he, he hybridized, as most people do, so I can't fault him for it. But whatever. Um, but anyway, I was really excited about his high praise for but the then show. But got lipids, right? Yeah. Lip sits. Lip sits. <laughs> can't even and get then wrong. Mike got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, if you want to hear that, you can search for Podcrash in the uh, iTunes store. And we're on episode 17. It's titled Geek Generation. So pretty easy to find. It is the best of more or less what we talked about with his commentary attached to it. I just want to say that <clears throat> we raised the bar. We did raise the bar. That's awesome. That's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and speaking of raising the bar, I can't make an official announcement on it yet because we don't have it set in stone booked, but we do have two potentially pretty awesome guests coming up soon. And I'm very excited about that. Very, very excited. Not to mention we have an interview in the second half of this show uh, with Batman costumer Bob Kiefer that we'll be getting to. Forgot to mention that at the top of the show. Somebody but. somewhere just stopped when they heard that, and all they heard was Batman. We have an interview with Batman. <laughs> what? <laughs> he might as well be. Somebody's at work right now and just doing paper. I mean, if I didn't here. exist, he might as well be Batman. Right. Might as well. <laughs> um, this guy's awesome. He is awesome. I'm also geeking out over Heavy Rain because I finished it. Oh, nice. Yes. Have you played, Brian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Long, yeah. I'm not going to get into the twist, which I didn't see coming, honestly. <laughs> Uh, Isn't it the point? It is. It is the point. There are plenty <laughs> of red herrings. It, it was a great mystery story. Yeah. It absolutely was. I do have to ask you, I'm assuming you played with the controller and not the move controller. Exactly. I played with the move controls. Oh, okay. And it was fun but weird at the same time. For the most part, it's very responsive. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have enjoyed playing with the controller as much because I know you have to shake it and stuff, and I hate that. Yeah. But the move controls were were absolutely fun. They were probably a lot more immersive. There is a lot of minutia to mm. deal with, like getting in your car and turning it on all the time yeah. and changing the <laughs> steer. Like, really? There is a lot of little things. Yeah. Every time you get in your car, it's like you sit down, you put the key in, you turn it. You, you act like you're you actually shift. turning? Yeah, you shift, yeah. and then you drive away. Imagine yeah. if they pl- applied this technology to Grand Theft Auto when you pick up the hooker. 
<laughs> Hot coffee with move controls. But no, I loved Heavy Rain. I thought it was really, really cool. I'm yeah. very curious to go back and play again. Did you play through once or stop after that? Just once, but I've been meaning to go back because obviously, as you know, there's different yeah. tons of different uh, ways you can go. So I did make it through without everyone dying. Oh, wow. You did the same as I did. Good good job. But I didn't end up with everyone uh, meeting up in the warehouse. Oh, okay. So there was one guy who didn't make it there, even though he wasn't dead. I didn't gotcha. realize. It's weird, too, because sometimes you don't realize. Yeah, exactly. You don't. You're like, oh, crap. If I had. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's like the perfect game because it makes you want to go back and be like, oh, if I only done that differently. Yeah. Then I'm, yeah. Yep. And I do have the director's edition. So I have the uh, the taxidermist DLC in which I haven't played yet, but I'm looking nice. forward to it. So Heavy Rain was great. I do suggest people play that. I think it's only like 40 bucks for the director's edition now, too. So it's cheaper. It's a greatest hit title. I'm also geeking out over and I use this all the time and I don't know why I haven't talked about it before. Google Images. I don't think people realize that it has a certain feature that it does that I love because one of the things I do on the site is I like to as a designer. I don't think I've talked about my college days that much, but I did go to school as an art major and as a designer um, graphic designer. So all about like digital images and stuff. And I am very picky about the trailers I post. I find the highest quality trailers without those stupid annotations, unless yeah. I put them in for our own videos. <laughs> and yes, I do that. I understand why people use them, but I want everything to be clean. Mm -hmm. So no annotations. I use high res images for everything because I want people to have access to the best stuff. Google image search has like an image drop option where when you search for images, yes, you can search for large, medium, and small images. But if you take and drag an image from online into the search bar, mm -hmm. it says drop image here. And when you do that, you can search for different sizes of the same image. Yeah. Or there's actually a button for visually similar images, which oh. will bring up a lot of the same exact image, oh. as well as things that have like similar setups and colors. And yeah. it's awesome. Like It's really cool. And I don't think it's That's a feature a that most people know about. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that about that at all. Yeah, it's it's really, really cool. But also in relation to that is something I did the other day on the site or last week compared to when this is going up. The hot linking image hot linking. Are you familiar with this no. practice? Mm -hmm. Image hot linking is basically like, let's say I post a high quality image. Yeah, Someone likes my high quality image. They found it in like an image search. And instead of saving it to their computer and uploading it to their server, they just link directly to mine. So oh. it's loading up on sites that are not mine because of a link to an image I have, and it's hogging up all my bandwidth. Mm. Oh. So every time it's loading this picture on another site, it's actually loading it from my server. Hmm. That's image hot linking. Okay. And one practice that uh, people do is they start to block hot linking, which I recently did because I was getting sick of people stealing my bandwidth, and I didn't even realize how much it was going on. Mm. And it might be why the site's been slow for maybe months. Mm. So this will also speed up the site. But not only did I block the hotlinked images, I put the smack down on the people who are hotlinking. He laid the smack down <laughs> on their candy asses. I, I literally spent like two hours coding on Saturday morning because I oh, found... Oh, is that what that was about? Yeah. I found a way... Like, to what is he doing? not just block, because if you block them, they get that red X of like image blocked and you don't actually load anything. Mm. I found a way to redirect it to another image. 
So I created an ad for the Geek Generation. <laughs> you got to see the smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. <laughs> I created an ad for the Geek Generation that's like 400 by 400 pixels. So it's nice and big. Yeah. And if someone hyperlinks to our or hotlinks to our images, it loads that instead. So we have two years of hot linking images built up that are now now all free geek generation advertising. Nice. Unless people take those down from their site, they won't see anything except for our ad. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Winning. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> winning. Absolutely winning. That's slick. Yeah. That's the slickest thing I've heard in a long time. I feel that like a, good. I feel like a damn like <laughs> computer You're hack inspired. Computer God. <laughs> um. So I did that. <laughs> I'm also geeking out over what may seem like it was a show from years ago, but I'm geeking over it now because of, of a certain thing. And that is Beauty and the Geek. <laughs> Brian you this on the other day. Did you see this, Brian? No. Have I you, just remember the show. <laughs> you never saw the, the U.S. version? I saw the U.S. version, yes. The original U.S. version, I think, went for like five seasons. You're in trouble over yeah. there. I just dropped a pen cap. Oh. That's all. <laughs> So the U.S. version went for like five seasons, and I loved it. Did I'm it not really go five seasons. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. not a reality show watcher, but I never felt like this was a reality show because most reality shows focus on like the house life and what's going on behind the scenes, whereas the majority of time in Beauty and the Geek was spent with the games. It felt like a yeah. game show under the guise of a reality show. I agree. I loved all the seasons of it, and I think it was because in my mind somewhere it meant that someone geeky like me could get a hot chick. <laughs> but I think that was the appeal of the show in general. Yeah. Um, but I discovered that Australia has their own version. Really? So I, I downloaded, and because obviously I don't have access to Australian TV. Now, are the Australian geeks geekier and the women hotter? Uh, I'm Other not going to say that they're more extreme at all, but I do. I found out that I am really turned on by an Australian accent. So <laughs> that I did find out. <laughs> but um, that not. <laughs> I watched the first season of the Australian Beauty and the Geek, and I really liked it. And then I found out there's actually three seasons of oh. the Australian oh. one. So I'm going to get the other seasons of that and watch those. And there's also one season of a UK version that I'm going to get and watch. So I'm like, yeah, even, even though the, the Australian version, I think the third season was in 2010. So it's still recent, which is crazy. So it just took them a while to pick it up. I don't think so. I think it's Mm -hmm. done now, but that's, that's awesome. I'm so pumped to watch the rest of those. I can't wait to see the Japanese version. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. It's just the Japanese geeks. Yeah. You think it's funnier? Maybe Little short that, guys who are like me, <laughs> me. That's what me. they do. That's what Japanese people do, Mike. That's what they do. They just go me, me. Yeah, you're Here racist. Comes the hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> Send in the hate mail for Mike. Volpe. Bring it. Uh, I have one other geek out that I'm sure Brian forgot to include, and I thought would be Uh-oh. our joint one, and that is Justice League Doom. Yes, Doom. I totally forgot about Vegas. Justice League Doom, which came out recently. I watched it uh, the other night. I've been looking forward to this forever. And uh, Brian had asked me online what I thought about it. I told him I'd tell him on the show. So I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was a huge difference maker to have the voice cast that they did. Oh, yeah. Huge and difference maker. So good. And I mean, yeah, they changed, you know, Wally to Barry and and um, they changed Hal, put in Hal Jordan. But I thought it, it, it still it still worked. And, you know, adding Cyborg and it just, you know, the fight scenes, the animation, the story, everything just blended so well. Mm-hmm. And it was just a blast to watch. It, it, it went by actually too quick. I felt I, I was agree. like, I want more. Yeah. If anything, it maybe went by a little quick. It was 
uh, roughly 90 minutes-ish. Maybe yeah, a little yeah, less. Yeah, 70 to 80 or yeah. 80 to 90. Yeah, around there. But it did feel a little short. Yeah, that would be yeah. my only complaint. This this freaking production team of, like, Bruce Tim, Andrea Romano, Lauren Montgomery yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. They've been knocking it out of the park consistently for years. But Justice League Doom was awesome. Uh, my one issue is something – actually, I had the issue, and it was alleviated throughout <laughs> the movie. And I'm not going to get into it, but they're – I'm not going to say exactly how it's alleviated, but my issue was that Superman was so opposed to Batman having these contingency plans. And in my head, I was like, wait a minute. In the comics, Superman gave Batman a kryptonite ring so that Batman could like <laughs> deal with him if he ever went rogue. Yeah. So for that to happen, then Superman would be like, wait, why would you come up with these <gasps> contingency this plans? Be such a great movie. What? This whole concept, yeah. If they did it as our actual, oh, like, as live, a live action, yeah. yeah, would be amazing. Oh, but you know, I mean, the animated one is still mm. phenomenal. Yeah. But they do they they cover that in the movie, and I'm mm. not going to say how, but they mm-hmm. do cover that and they address that issue that I had. So I was like, oh, okay, didn't realize. <laughs> I just want to shout out one other thing on yeah. there. If you're if you're really a comic book, you know, hardcore comic book geek. Um, those of you who don't know, this was the last uh, a guy who wrote most of the Justice League episodes. He wrote a lot of comics, and he wrote um, All-Star Superman, the feature film, and this feature film. Dwayne McDuffie, this yeah. was his last uh, writing assignment before he died. Yep. He passed away at very young. There's a great documentary on there. I think it's about 45 minutes long where you know everyone talks about him and his contributions to you know comics, and it's a fantastic documentary, yeah. which is actually almost worth the price of the, DVD, the Blu-ray itself. So, And another thing that DC animated does very successfully is create great previews and like sneak peeks at the next mm. upcoming animated one. They're normally like 10 minutes long. Yeah, like a, they, a they really behind do. The they... Scenes. Um, and the next one being Superman versus the elite, which I am not very thrilled for. <laughs> Honestly, I'm waiting for them to get to the dark Knight returns, which is down the road. I think that might be the one after it. Supposedly. I think so. But I do think they need to branch out a little more as like, I'd love to see another Batman Superman one because I think those are fantastic. I don't really care about the Superman. All the Superman ones have not been great. Like Doomsday was not that good. Uh All-Star Superman was pretty terrible, I thought. Uh And I'm not really caring about Superman versus the Elite. I really, really want to see a Flash one. I think they're yeah. The problem that. is they they said that you know they originally they tried to branch out. They did Wonder Woman. They did Wonder Woman you know, was awesome. Yeah. The problem is it was their lowest selling ones, and they realized the only ones that sell are Superman, Batman, and the Justice League. So yeah. right now Warner Brothers is keeping them that those three things, or unless there's like a movie tie-in like Green Lantern, but sure. those are pretty much their only ones that they're allowed to not allowed, but they want to concentrate on those properties right now, which kind of puts them in a box, kind of, which mm. kind of sucks because I, I agree, I think they could do a Flash one they could do, you know, a lot of Teen Titans they could mm-hmm. do a lot of different ones that you know. Now but. maybe I didn't notice it because I went through quickly but this might be the first one in a long time that didn't have a DC showcase attached to it. Yes, it did not. This was the first, yeah, you're right. That's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, I don't know was, if it was that was the opportunity to highlight or... the other characters and especially with something like this highlighting Flash or Cyborg would have been really interesting. Yeah, I think I don't know if they were out of time or if they just didn't have one ready or yeah, it's yeah, I, I, I didn't actually notice it until like the day after where I was like, well, there was no DC showcase on that. I think it? they should have just put the Superman Shazam one in. 
Yeah, there you go. For the people who didn't, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's, I think they keep that exclusive so people will buy the showcase <laughs> exactly. compilation. And maybe that compilation was their way of saying, okay, we're done with the showcase stuff. Well, no, because they did one on uh, Batman Year One. They did the Catwoman. Oh, one. that's true. You're right. So I don't know. It's yeah. weird, but yeah, it, it was a weird thing how they didn't have it on there. But mm. yeah. All right. Well, those are all my geek outs. So let's move. Oh, freak out! Into freak, freak outs. Be right. Uh, freak outs. Um. Hmm. I don't even have. I'm trying to think. Like, it's okay if you don't. I don't really think I have any. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm like racking my brain. I mean, uh, I. I can't really think of any that are. No. I, all right, I, Mike Bobby. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I've. I'm just frustrated because I've. I have Dish Network. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter which TV. I think it's all going to be the same issue. Yep. I pay seven. I lowered my package from like two hundred. <laughs> I so, lowered my package. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <sighs> Go ahead, hit the button. You got it. <laughs> I lowered my package. You've been off lately on that. I, well, I put it down. I forget about it. And I get uh, wrapped up in stuff. There were comments in what you just said too, but I won't go there. Like uh, what? Nothing. I put it down. You put it down. That you wrap it up. It really. Happened. I don't know. It made me laugh on the inside. <laughs> Try not to suck. Uh, I'm on it now. There you go. It's about time. Freak out. I don't even want to go. All right, that's no, good. Right. No, it's it's frustrating that I I lowered the number of channels that I have on my television. Yep, is that better? Yeah, that's okay. Yes, <laughs> from like two hundred and fifty to two hundred. Yep, and it's still seventy six bucks a month. Then what's the point of lowering it? Well, no, I went from eighty seven to wait. 80, it's how uh, much a month? I went from eighty seven bucks a month. Yeah, to seven, but it, ten bucks was off, so seventy seven bucks a month. Oh my god! Wait. Why do and people then I'm looking buy at the TV channel lineup, lineup I have? Yeah. And if I dropped it again, I would lose the only channel I really want, which is AMC, which is The Walking Dead's on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is bullshit. I'm just tired of paying. You got to find like, out how why? to make your computer work for you. I guess so. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's that comfort thing, too, of being able to sit down on the couch and just flip through the channel, see what's on. See, I hate that. stuff. It feels like such a waste of time to channel surf in my mind. Plus, I don't want to stumble that, upon something and watch it. I have to figure out. I know you do it on your, uh, I don't know how you Streaming. do Streaming. Yeah, because I don't want to have to watch on my computer screen. I got that yeah. big screen TV at home. Yeah. So if I, I mean, if I could get The Walking Dead lot, as it's on TV on my laptop. Well, I don't watch or anything there was live. A slight that's delay the other to thing. it or something. Well, that's the thing. Like it's on tonight, so I want to watch it. Right. I don't want to miss it. But it's just frustrating that that's the channel that's the most important to me. I watch stuff the next day, which I mean, I record Family Guy. Yeah. I watch wrestling and I watch The Walking Dead. Yeah. I, I wish the cable companies and the satellite companies would offer packages where you build your own package and they charge you X amount of dollars or whatever it been, is per channel. There have been rumors I mean, of a la carte programming for yeah. years, but I don't think it's going to happen until internet just destroys the right. cable companies. Right. Well, you're going to see a lot of TV companies disappear too. Yeah. Like women's entertainment, te- whatever, that we TV yeah. or whatever, that's gone. There's a lot of channels like that the, will not yeah, survive. That would just disappear. Yeah. But it's just frustrating to me that now I'm paying. I'm basically, I feel like I'm paying seventy-seven bucks a month to watch The Walking Dead. What happens when I'm like so frustrated by it? Because I'd love to just get rid of it altogether. When more TVs become internet ready, I think channels will start to see the value in moving away from cable companies and moving toward internet per channel subscription stuff. I think when that happens more, and it's starting with Hulu. Because Hulu has the Hulu Plus thing, where you get all this show, all these shows and stuff for relatively, it's it's ridiculously cheap. Yeah. 
but the the problem is it is still that delayed watching experience. Like the stuff generally doesn't go up until the next day, but I think the model will move in that direction eventually. Mm -hmm. It's just frustrating. Yeah. That's why I don't pay for cable. Sucks. Mm -hmm. Sucks. Any other free guts? No, that's it. Okay. (laughs) You? I have a couple. His list is like 800 long. No, I have two. <laughs> 800. You can't even see my monitor that well. I see it. There's words on a screen. Um, the other screen has all blue lines. That's Don't our pretend like you can read Mr. Lifts things up and puts them down. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I only know numbers. Oh, okay. I have to be able to count to you 10 You can see the least. matrix. Sometimes 20 at the most. Fun, <laughs> <laughs> five, six, 95. <laughs> you post it time, I don't even count. They go, are you counting? I'm like, no. <laughs> what? Oh, you're paying me. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's right. uh, yes, uh, 12, uh, 13. Good job. Keep going. First freak out is listener feedback. What the hell happened? Where'd it go? We Damn it. None? Are people listening to our show anymore? Chris Tong, are you so. out there? <laughs> um, we do have one thing of listener feedback to get to after the break, but for the most part, people have been very silent. Oh. Yeah. I don't like it. And we're going to have all this extra time to fill now, and there's going to be a lot more time to address the things that people want us to talk about. Well, I could just throw out some racial slurs. Well, you could. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to get feedback. I don't know if it's the feedback we're looking for. Taking it back. So I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) I watch. I made. Oh, I made Heather watch uh, Clerks the other day. Oh, so good. She hadn't seen any of his movies. So I was was trying to decide, like, what's the best route to take this in? Like, how do where do I start with this? I was like, all right, let's watch Clerks one and Clerks two. There you go. And then I guess Mallrats would be the next yeah. logical one. Yeah, yeah. Chasing Amy. Yep. Don't, I, I don't own Chasing Amy or, or Jersey Girl. I haven't oh, even I seen Jersey, Jersey Girl. Girl. But, yeah. She just didn't know who Jane Silent Bob was. This should, that's a freak out. What, right. Yeah, right there. That was like, <laughs> how do you not know who Jane Silent Bob was? Yeah. I thought they were like right up there with Jesus. And she's kind of a geek, right? So <laughs> She is, yeah. So she should know these things. She's a Batman lover. Yeah. So. Well, I, I guess I should never meet her then. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um. So listener feedback, I'm kind of challenging and calling out the listeners to to step it up and and get us. I mean, this is your opportunity. This is now we have time. So yeah, give us if there's something we don't talk about. Yeah, email podcast at the geek or just generation. Rant about something, anything at geek generation on Twitter. Five zero eight three one six nine seven eight seven on the voicemail. We haven't gotten a voicemail in God knows how long. Damn it! I know, right? Weird. Uh, I do have one other freak out, and it's actually related to Justice League Doom. But not oh, not doom. not anything to do with the movie, because uh, the movie was fantastic. Oh, I know what you're gonna rant on. Ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Ultraviolet digital copy. Yeah. Is that what you were expecting? Yeah. Where I was going? Yep. Can we explain yeah. what this is? Because we went from DVD, mm-hmm. then Blu-ray came uh-huh. out. Now all of a sudden, they're in the Blu-ray, you get the digital copy, which is great. You get this, that. It's like there's three CDs in there, and they're all the same movie. Well, the digital copy is great, and I was glad yeah. that they were doing it. And my my issue with digital copy has always been the expiration date on it, but that's a whole yeah. another point. Yeah, ultraviolet digital copy is new, which and is something that uh, certain production companies are doing, but not a ton. Basically, it's a way to download the movie, but not in the same way you've been downloading them up to this point. Everything else I could get through the iTunes store. They give you a code. You go into iTunes. You use the code. You download the movie. Mm -hmm. Done. Everything is in iTunes. Sync it all up to my iPod. No problems. Uh, I could uncheck movies when I didn't want them synced and I just wanted them on my computer, but I didn't have the storage space for them. 
But now with the ultraviolet digital copy, it doesn't have iTunes at all. It does. So they're now like doing a proprietary type thing where they're like, well, we want to be in control of it now. So to download the digital copy for Justice League Doom, I had to sign up for two different services, two new services. Yep. Uh, a Sony, I think it's Sony, a Sony ultraviolet subscription, which is free. And Flickster. But you had to sign your life over to them. Yeah. And Flickster, who also is kind of controlling mm-hmm. the interface for the ultraviolet stuff. So after I signed up for those, if I want to get it on my iPod, there's no more sync with my computer. Mm-hmm. I can now stream it from different computers or my iPod, but I'm not, not always in Wi-Fi to stream it. So I want it yeah. on my iPod. If I want to do that, I now have to download the Flickster app and download it through that to my iPod but now it's on here. Wait, too, uh, you lost. And there's it's no, yeah, this is, that's yeah. that's my point. Yeah. Is they're already losing people. They're trying to make something that's more convenient. Well, at least that's how they're selling it. But I think what they're trying to do is just make themselves in control of it instead of iTunes. Granted, the movie is probably in iTunes anyway, <laughs> but I can't get it that way unless yeah. I want to pay for it. I yeah. have to get it this way. And I downloaded it through the Flickster app on my iPod, but now there's no like temporary unsync mm. so I can free up more room for other movies. It's just on here for good. And if I delete it, you can only download it like three times oh. and then you have to pay for it if you want it. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Luckily, not all, like you said, not all of the companies have gone through, but definitely Warner brothers is one of the big, uh, companies that is now into this ultraviolet. Uh, ultra, yeah. They're, they're, right. They're, Which ticks me off because most of the time, the movies that I would watch in, yeah. In like, uh, like the rewatchable ones I watch over and over are those DC animated yeah. movies. I love them. Yeah. So yeah, this this pisses me off immensely. Don't like ultraviolet digital copy. I hope it dies and burns in hell. <laughs> to be subtle. Very subtle. Yeah. So uh, those are my freakouts. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we have some quick listener email to address, and we have an interview with mm-hmm. Batman costumer Bob Kiefer. We'll be right back. Hey, Amazon users, if you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is John Schneider, you know, the, uh, the Bo Duke guy, or... Smallville guy, Jonathan Kent, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. That's not my generation. That's your generation. We are back. Before we get to today's interview, we have some listener feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. You bastard. Here we go. Listener mailbag. Uh, This one comes in from Nick, who has a pretty good question, actually. These are the kind of feedback questions I want. Because this is something we can discuss and think about. Hey, just curious as to what your responses would be. So this is for all of us individually. What is the geekiest slash nerdiest thing that you own? Me personally, it would be a life-size cutout of Green Lantern. Thanks for reading this and love the show. So what is the geekiest slash nerdiest thing that you own? Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I know. know. Brian knows. (laughs) Go ahead, Brian. 
because uh, I can see it from where I'm. Uh, this is going to sound horrible. This is uh, basically uh, they the, years ago they came they had um, Buffy and Angel action figures, and <laughs> they eventually came out with a giant, uh, not a giant, but a pretty diorama like size replica Sunnydale High School library mm-hmm. playset where you could put all the figures on. And yes, I have it. <laughs> nice. So I'm, I'm I'm almost thinking this question has to be something that's a little more embarrassing. Yeah, I think yeah, I mean thinking, not embarrassing because I, I mean I have a ton of geeky and nerdy stuff, and I don't know if I can quantify one as being the geekiest. I could just yeah. say the vast amount of Batman stuff I have is kind this of ridiculous. Yeah, and the funniest thing about it is that I buy so little Batman stuff. This is all stuff that's given to me because people just know. Because <laughs> mm. I'm I'm so easy to buy for because you could just buy something Batman, <laughs> and I do get like duplicate gifts, which is funny too. But I have God, what's the geekiest thing I have? I used to have in college. I had a I had a full cardboard stand up of the Rock I kept in my room. Really? Yeah. I had a life-size poster of Trish Stratus. Did you? That <laughs> Did I, you really? That I had positioned on my wall so that when you walked in the room, it looked like she was laying on my bed. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't that's know if that's awesome. the geekiest or nerdiest thing, but that's pretty cool. I'm like, what else? Ooh, that's funny as hell, though. I mean, if, if I had to go with kind of like the trophy of my geek collection, it would probably be the Batman statue that I have. That's probably like one of the first like things that I got that was more of a collectible quality type thing. But at this point, there's so many of them. Yeah. Like, I have my pop vinyl figure collection starting. Um, God. I, yeah, there, there's too many answers for this because now I'm like, well. Uh. I have a plush Batman Beyond. Um, I have my Pez collection. Mm-hmm. I got that, which I don't collect Pez dispensers anymore. But, uh, like, I have an unopened boxed Star Wars Pez set. Um, I, I mean, I could count my giant box of Ninja Turtles and He-Man action figures. That's I, I, I still have mine. all my Generation yeah. One Transformers. Mine are in the basement. Yeah, it's the one thing I didn't throw out when yeah. I cleaned out the house. So I'm like, I don't know what what is the geekiest thing. I don't know. I I think it's just the vast amount of Batman stuff I have. Oh, I don't know God. if it's a single actual thing. Mm. Mike's like, I'm not that geeky. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, I you're, not. you're not like a collectibles guy, though. I don't think. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, I mean, you're into the stuff, but you're not a collectibles. Yeah, because it ends up just, I don't like stuff just sitting around. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Which is why I just filled my my two dumpsters worth of crap from my house. <laughs> my other thing, too, is that I'm kind of, as weird as it sounds, I'm trying to class up my geeky stuff. So, like, any posters I have or signed pictures are all framed. Yeah. A little nicer. Uh, like, I have I have more statues than I do figures which are a little nicer. Mm-hmm. I have like, I'm working on changing displays. Like I have my pop vinyl figures, but I want to make a glass display like on a shelf. So they look nice. And I'm, I have like my old wrestling mask that I'm going to get a, mm-hmm. a mannequin type head to display that on and put that in a glass case. So everything I have is really mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to make it look nicer. So it's not just like, Hey, there's this kid sitting with his action figures in his room. <laughs> but yeah, I have get a hate mail of, from someone for the knowledge. <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I am one no, of those no, people. No, no, yeah. no. I just, I just am. I'm trying to see. Here's my thing: is yeah. I could be someone who just goes, you know what? If like, if if I ever get a girlfriend and marry someone and <laughs> and ever. and live with someone and move in, then I, I know there's that idea that the woman always takes over and the guy's stuff all gets thrown into one room. 
that's not what I want. I want my personality to be a part of wherever I'm living too, but I understand the need to make it look nice too. So like I'm okay with having it classed up and looking display worthy mm-hmm. and that makes it a little more acceptable, I think. And and I'm not going to say I'm not going to be so stubborn that I go, "Well, you have to accept me the way I am." And I'm doing this cuz it's me. And I'm okay you with are that. Gonna be that way. <laughs> I'm hey, okay. Mike, never mind. <laughs> I'm okay right. with compromising and making it look nicer. And I think it should look nice. I'm proud of it. I don't want it to just be stuff standing up mm. in the middle of the room, you know? Yeah. So I hope that answers Nick's question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned, I do have uh, an interview to play for you. Uh, it is with Batman costumer and cosplayer Bob Kiefer. I randomly bumped into him, and I talk about this a little bit at the beginning of the interview. Myself and Mike and Matt the Medic bumped into him. Actually, I don't know if Matt was with us at the time, but we bumped into him at New York Comic Con. And even though we took a picture of him, but we didn't actually talk and like meet during that time. But through chance coincidences, I connected with him online again and realized that it was the same person. And I was really fascinated by the vast amount of costumes that he's created different versions of Batman and how he got into it. Uh, the process, what that it takes to create it, the cost behind it. How does his family feel about it? All that kind of stuff. And that is all covered in the interview that you will hear now. So enjoy. Awesome. All right. Joining me right now is Batman cosplayer, Bob Kiefer. I want to give a little background on how I actually found you online because uh, <laughs> do okay. people uh, do people often randomly contact you? It, it happens. It it's starting to happen more than it used to. But yeah, yeah, they do. And I, but that's kind of what I enjoy about this is I'm I'm meeting people and it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the the way I found you is I actually snapped a picture of you originally at New York Comic Con uh, last year. Yep. And I was thinking to myself, that's the coolest Batman costume I've ever seen, honestly. Oh, thank, thank you. Um, and then I am a subscriber to the Springfield Punks blog. Okay. So I saw you had submitted a, a picture of one of your costumes on there with a link yeah. to your Facebook. So I checked that out and I was looking through your costumes and then I was like, wait a minute. That's the same picture that I took at New York, that same costume. So I had to yeah. contact you and find out and it was for sure. Yeah, Dean over at Springfield Punks is a cool guy, and and he was just uh, really kind of blown away when I submitted that picture over there. So, yeah, that was cool. I've actually contacted him to try and get him on the show as well, too, but I never heard back. Oh, really? You should – he's I, – I don't know what he – I don't know – he obviously doesn't do just that, but um, right, right. He, uh, he's probably just a busy dude. But, yeah, hit him up again. He'd be – I bet he'd be a great interview. Yeah, and his work is amazing. It's It's so it's, fantastic. It is, isn't it? It's the best. It's really great. Um, so obviously you're a big Batman fan. I am. I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty huge Batman fan. You know, ironically, <laughs> yeah. probably more of a Superman fan than a Batman fan. I probably should never admit that, but really, I, yeah, but I, I honestly, I can't, I can't, I can't costume as Superman. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm just, I don't look enough like Superman. I don't think so. I, I, I don't want to, and I'm, I'm one of those costumers that I'm, I want to be comfortable that I look like the character that I'm portraying. Sure, so, sure. you know, but I, I love them both. I really do. And, and in the process of kind of costuming as Batman, I've, I've rekindled a love affair with Batman <laughs> that, that I had as a kid and, and it's cool. So when did your whole evolution and love of superheroes start? Oh God. I mean, probably from, from when I was old enough to, to 
walk and have comic books. I've got um, pictures of me. My mom is a great sewer uh, and seamstress, mm-hmm. uh, craftsy person. So she always made costumes for us when we were kids growing up. So store-bought just was not something we ever really had. And um, I wanted to be Superman one year, and she made this killer Superman costume for me that I still have a picture of somewhere. And um, and that got me hooked, you know, in just not only superheroes, but probably in, in costuming at some level. So yeah. what's the process of uh, putting one of these together? Because it seems very extensive. And I've seen a lot of your like piece by piece work. You recently did a version of the new 52 costume. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've kind of, um, I joke about this. I think, um, you'd probably be like an excellent, uh, uh foreman at, at any construction job, um, <laughs> if, if you can do this, because basically you're, there are a lot of aspects to it. You're, you're dealing with, if you can't make something, then you're sourcing it out to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, which for cows I do. Um, the cows that I, that I really like right now are made by a guy named Sean Reeves. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but, um, he does my blue, uh, cow that I do with the blue Batman and then the black one that I do with the hush style Batman. He mm-hmm. does that one as well. They're just fantastic. Um, and then, uh, capes and, uh, shorts and, and stuff like that I make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. That's me doing that. Then boots are just a, a standard kind of a costuming boot called a Gotham 100 that you get. And, and then I, I paint them with, uh, with a new life, uh, gloves kind of the same way. Although I'm kind of currently talking to some leather makers about getting something a little higher end for my gloves and maybe for the boots too. So there's, there's a uh, company so there's a that actually that produces like, uh, a Gotham style boot. It's they call yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? They call them yeah. Gotham One Hundreds, um, and they're but they're kind of the de facto boot for a lot of costumers. They repurpose them and 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 use them for for other superheroes um, boots. They they add bits to them or or cut. They're fairly inexpensive, so if you mm-hmm. wanted to cut them or rework the leather a little bit yourself, you don't have to feel like you spent a load and now you're going to ruin them, you know, that kind of thing. Wow. Well, I, uh, as far as leather workers go, I could probably put you in touch with a really good one because I, well, <laughs> I've said on my show before, I was a pro wrestler for about seven years. Get out of here. Yeah. And just unlike the independent circuits, but I have um, a leather mask that I used to wear that if you're a WWE fan at all, it's the same guy who made Kane's mask that made mine. And it's amazing work. Cool. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I would I would love the opportunity to talk to somebody about it. So for anyone hearing this, his name is Max Empire, but I'll I'll give you the contact information later on. (laughs) Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, How much time do you dedicate to putting all these together? The stuff that you work on, or maybe even just the whole planning and the start to finish too, too much. (laughs) It's an obsession really uh, Mm -hmm. more than anything, but, but one that I enjoy, thankfully, but uh, quite a bit. I mean, I, I try not to I, – I, I tend to overdo it as a con gets closer because like some people, I just – maybe I put something off longer than I should have. And mm-hmm. I, I'd say like at any given – at a normal time of the year, a couple hours a week, I'm probably working on something. Now, I also take on commissions and do – and I make the capes and I, that, that, that'll that take you know a couple hours a week depending on how many – capes i've gotten in the backlog at any given time but um last week right before megacon oh lord i was i mean working on stuff for uh, all day for the (laughs) you know three days up until it so yeah yeah, it's crazy how supportive is uh the family with all this super supportive yeah 
Yeah, my my wife is not a, a geek per se. She's not really a comic book per. She's in the banking business. Okay, <laughs> so she's kind of the yin to my yang gotcha. in this whole thing. But she supports me completely because she knows that I'm creative. Um, she knows I love it, um, and um, yeah, she's behind me 100. percent My kids. You know, to them, seeing dad walking around with a with a cowl on and a cape and going looking at himself in the mirror to make sure the cape sits right and all that, it's just another <laughs> thing. So even the neighborhood neighborhood kids are starting to just, you know, roll with the punches with it. So, right, right. Yeah. I would think that's the coolest thing as a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, my son did Robin with me. We did Grayson, Dick Grayson, Batman, and he was Damian Robin. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, at Philly Wizard World um, last summer, and uh, he had a blast. So, um, yeah, he's getting into it. And he's become a true costume snob now because of me. So, oh, really? Yo, know, it's yeah. I've created a monster. <laughs> he doesn't. He he doesn't want anything store bought. Kind yep. of sticks his nose up at it, you know. And it's oh, it's a pain. If you want to throw something together quick, it ain't happening with this kid. Yeah. Um. But he but he's really into it. He also doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be like a little miniature Batman or a miniature Superman or a miniature character. He wants he wants everything to be accurate. So he's only going to do Robin. Until he gets older, then he'll do Nightwing. He told me wow, he's got no it all kidding. planned out. So, how old yeah. is he that he's making these? <laughs> he's eight. He's eight. No he's got, way. Got his whole costuming career planned out for him. I guess that so, is so cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, in that vein, I have a bit of a confession to make that I have never. I'm a huge Batman fan as well, and I have never once dressed up as Batman for Halloween or any other occasion. And, and the reason is that I think like your son, <laughs> I have never felt I could do justice with some knockoff store-bought costume. And I've been waiting for the proper thing to actually wear because I, I don't want to like just have some cheap crap on. That's th- that's the way I was, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, that's that's that means you're, when you do it, you're going to do it right. So absolutely. I don't I, I didn't want to wear. I, actually, when I was in college, I had when they had the. uh the the first costume version of the 89 suit mm-hmm. this is dating how old i am um <laughs> i uh i bought it and it was expensive mm. i mean for a college kid it was expensive to buy it. i think the mask was probably like a hundred bucks i mean sure. that's that's expensive for you know on a college budget but i i put the rest of it together but i gotta say it looked awesome but i look back at pictures of it and i think oh boy i wouldn't do that now no <laughs> way no way but Got me, got me going. It's always your first one, though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what gets you hooked. Absolutely. As far as price goes, do you drop a lot of money on these? or? Yeah, they're pretty expensive. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, it, it Probably, to put one together, you're probably looking at a, a grand. Right. At least, depending on and and if I start going with right now, I'm using just like I said those Gotham 100s, which are fairly inexpensive, and and just kind of Darth Vader gloves that I've colored and cut and formed to my arms a little bit better. But if I go with leather custom made stuff, that's going to probably bump that up another five six hundred dollars. Sure, I mean it's it is expensive. Well, comparing to the the replica costumes that they put out there, which in my opinion the ones you're wearing are better than it's very well, very uh manageable price wise yeah yeah definitely i i mean you and you know what you could do it for less and probably do it very well too Mm -hmm. um i'm i'm outsourcing some things that i'm not able to do i've seen guys that have made their own cows that look phenomenal yep um guys that have done you know their own gauntlets and boots that look just really killer so yeah yeah absolutely 
you could do it for less. You recently mentioned uh, coming back from WonderCon too, or Mega was it WonderCon, MegaCon, MegaCon, MegaCon. Mega- How yeah. was that? Awesome. My first one. Um, I, I I'd not been to uh, MegaCon before, but it was amazing. Um, according to everybody who's been to it before, Saturday, which was kind of the big day, was uh, a lot more crowded than it's been. But they, I think, they widened the aisles and stuff so people could accommodate uh, a little bit better. But I, it was still a madhouse. It was insane. I mean, you could barely walk around. Yeah. And and but not in a not in a bad way. It was good to see, uh, you know, that many people that were there and kind of supporting comics and move sci-fi and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's a really a more almost anime centric con, at least originally it was. Oh, okay. But, um, you're starting to see some more comic influence there. So, but yeah, I would, de- I'd go again. Absolutely. How, how many, uh, conventions do you frequent? Again, too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pare it down. I think, um, this year, I'm probably going to do – I could do C2E2, which is in Chicago. Sure. And the only reason I'm on the fence and thinking about that is that I, I have a friend who lives in Chicago, so I could probably crash at his place and I wouldn't be worrying about hotel. Um, so if I can find a good airfare, I'll probably hit that one. Yep. I've never I've never been to that one either. Philly Wizard World in, in Philly is my home show. Even though we don't live up there anymore, mm-hmm. I'll always go to that one. Um, it's a great – I call it a little show. It's not little anymore. Yeah. Uh, they're New York Comic Con is awesome. Oh, I love I mean, that one. I go every year. Yep, that's killer. Dragon Con, I'm, I'm going to this year. And luckily, that's closer to me now. So that's just a four hour drive. I don't have to worry about airfare there. So. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I've never been to San Diego Comic Con. Um, I would love to go. I kind of would like to go maybe when my son gets a little bit older and he and I'll go together. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I've never cool. been as well. I'd also love to go. Yeah, yeah, it looks cool. Definitely. There, there seems to be uh, an active community of cosplayers out there, too. Very much so. Yeah. What goes much. on with the within that community? Um, you know what? Here's what's really cool about it is that everybody is really helpful of everybody else. If you've got questions, uh, you need support. You know, how do you get these pieces to stick on the side of my belt? What's a good glue to use? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got great information. People pipe up and give you some good advice. Uh, I mean, I've learned so much about painting and and gluing and sewing and, and things like that just from talking to these people that it's amazing. And you know what? They become friends and then there's you, you get great emotional support if right. you need it to. So, yeah, it's it's pretty huge. It's I mean, I dare say it's almost becoming mainstream to costume at a convention. Right. I remember when it was you were not not an outcast, but you were definitely kind of the odd person out if you were there in a costume. Now, I mean, I see all, tons of people in them, and it's great. It always uh, <laughs> amazes me, too. Some of the better costumes you see, those people get stopped constantly. And I, I always wonder, are these guys even having fun because they can't move anywhere? Yeah, it, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I, I ha- You have fun. I, hopefully they are. Yep. I do. I'm having fun with it because here's the way I look at it. When I'm going in costume, I, I want you to take pictures of me because I spend a lot of time on it and I think it looks good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't wear it to the con if I didn't. So, I mean, my time is your time Sure. at that point. And, and, I, and I love it. And I love entertaining people. I've had jobs all my life have been like sales jobs or marketing jobs, things like that, where I've talked to people and I'm comfortable talking to people constantly, uh, even people I don't know, obviously. So, um to me, it's a blast, mm-hmm. you know, and kids love it. 
and you get some impromptu groups together and you get great pictures out of it. We had just, there was one from Megacon that we, I just found yesterday, a little girl fell asleep in her stroller. She had a Batman costume yep. on and all of us were in Batman costumes and bad guys. There was Joker and San, uh, uh, Scarecrow and, and uh, Bane. All of us gathered around this little girl and kind of put our fingers to our lips like we were <laughs> and it was the just the coolest picture ever and you just you can't plan for that it just happens right, so right. yeah and then of course people are taking your picture and you pr are stuck there sure <laughs> um and a buddy of mine who's not done it before this was his first con so you know you could kind of see how it was overwhelming to have your picture taken that constantly my son at philly wizard world this past summer was a little overwhelmed at first but mm -hmm. by the time the day was done he had his four signature poses down <laughs> he, was, he was a pro so yeah it, it's it's craziness absolutely i love seeing the pictures of people like finding the two great costumes and almost creating the what if battle like this person would never meet this other person in the comics so let's do it here like batman and wolverine right or, right i uh, love batman those. and iron man yeah 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 <laughs> those are fun those are really fun because you you yeah you can kind of create something that you maybe you haven't ever seen it before and you or most of the time what it is is you see somebody in a, it's like a killer iron man costume and you start talking to him asking him questions about how he made his costume yeah you know, then the next thing you know people are taking your picture it's cool. speaking of that at last year's new york comic-con did you see the guy in the steampunk iron man costume i did oh yeah. my god that was amazing that was yep that was a really original um piece I, I mean it just was beautifully done it had didn't it, it had he had like lights in the chest yeah. and and the whole yeah it was, was unbelievable yep uh yep. how many how many variations of the batman costume would you say you have at this point oh gosh too many to um <laughs> the thing is, is i've got one two three four five six seven eight i have ten cowls now yep which is way too many and so <laughs> i mean with those i could probably very at least that many costumes yeah my blue batman mm -hmm. uh, neil adams style batman that's my kind of my i love that one the most yeah uh, i could do a jim lee hush style which is also uh, a favorite and then yeah, i did the new great. 52 um more recently i've got a uh batman year one look that i've never really worn out before but i think would look pretty cool mm -hmm. uh, my next my next uh one that I'm working on is uh, Gotham by Gaslight Batman. I don't know if you're familiar Absolutely. with that one. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that next. And I also want to do um, Frank Miller, Dark Knight Returns Batman. Oh, of course. And my daughter as the cat girl. Oh, nice. I'm going to carry her around on my shoulder. Through an <laughs> con, maybe. So those, those two are my next, I think, on tap. So, yeah, see, you're always thinking. I mean, I'm just constantly. I saw through. your uh, Hugo Strange variation, too, and that was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I, I, I just didn't have the nerve to shave my head to do that. I, right. I really want to do it, though. I would love to do an honest to God Hugo Strange in the back costume at a con. Yeah. Oh, it looks awesome. Thank you. Um, we play a game sometimes on this uh, show that maybe you'd like to play with us. It's a game called Top Three. Three, two, one. Basically, the premise is I give you a category and you give me three answers that satisfy it in no particular order because that's way too much pressure. <laughs> okay. All right. What would you say uh, are your three favorite non-Batman superhero costumes? Wow. Non-Batman. Um, I would say probably, you mean that, that costumers have done or that I would like to see done? 
or does uh, it matter? Maybe just the design of the costume itself, or perhaps maybe ones that you would like to see done. You can frame it's, it however you'd like. It's just going to sound crazy. <laughs> um, Big Barda. Oh, that's a cool costume. Sure. Costume. And, and, and this is also going to sound crazy. I would actually like to do it myself. Really? Yeah, because I think, I mean, a guy could totally do Big Barda, I think. That's true. And, you know, my wife will never let me do it, but I want to do it. So maybe <laughs> I will. You know, um, I think a well-done classic comic Joker mm. is killer to me. Um, and, and Dr. Doom. Oh my God. Yeah. Is, is, um, I've, I've seen a couple guys that just do killer, killer Dr. Dooms. I don't know how you even walk in it. Right. And maybe they aren't, but, um, yeah, I, I'd say those are three technically really just killer costumes. That would be awesome to do. I'd really like to do, um, what was, um, the mystery men movie. Greg Kinnear's character was, uh, was it Captain Amazing? <laughs> I really want to do that one too, but that's that's further down the line. Are so. you tempted to do like really obscure things like that? That's probably the most obscure for me. I'm really mainstream. Like there are some great costumers that do super obscure characters. Um my buddy Bob Mask did um Dead Man mm -hmm. and the Heckler uh oh, wow. this week at Megacon. And I've never seen a Heckler done before, and his costume was just killer. Um so I tend to lean more towards the mainstream just because uh, I'm, I'm really kind of a mainstream comic reader. I don't read a lot of like fringe stuff. So um, that's probably just the way I lean. But yeah, that Greg Kinnear character in Mystery Men is probably about as obscure. I don't know if people would even get it. People didn't get my new 52 this weekend. So. Really? Yeah, it did not get the response that I thought it would. That's I mean, shocking. I thought technically it was a killer costume, mm -hmm. but people didn't. Um, I think people just didn't really think it was that different or or maybe just didn't really know what it was that i was doing so mm. how do you feel like, about the redesigns of a lot of those i'll be honest i'm not a super huge fan of them yeah. um I, I i i like they're okay um i'm not one of those people that's like oh i'm boycotting dc comics sure i mean i understand they're they're in in one way they're it's art but in another way they're running a business mm -hmm. um and they got to try and, you know, bring some new people in and get some new readers to, to, to look at it again. And so it, that's what you do. You, you get used to it. I mean, there have been subtle changes in the costume throughout the years and, and you just roll with it. This was kind of a big jarring change all at once. No sure. doubt about it. I still think getting rid of the trunks was a big mistake. Let me tell you, walking around without the trunks on you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you're, yeah, I felt very exposed and I look at the pictures of it and it's kind of like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious how that's really going to look in, uh, the upcoming Superman movie because they're going trunksless in that. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that his charisma as an actor is going to carry that because, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of that movie suit, but, uh, we'll see what happens. I like him. He's a great actor. Absolutely. And he was being sought out for Superman way back when Mick G was planning one. So, yeah, that's right. Yep. So, so they've been around doing that for a while. Uh, are you looking forward to the Superman stuff, seeing as you're potentially a bigger Superman fan? <laughs> yeah, I am. That, I, that's the movie. I'm not a Marvel guy, so mm -hmm. I'm not like super gung ho looking forward to the Avengers movie this summer, but I am, I am looking forward to it. I do want to go see it. Um, the, the new dark Knight movie looks awesome. Yeah, it does. 
And uh, but yeah, I'm I am very much looking forward to the new Superman movie because I mean I cut my teeth on the original with Christopher Reeves, so yep. um, yeah, I'm hopeful that something will be magical with Superman on the screen again. Do you focus a lot of your costumes more on uh, the comic book side, or have you thought of maybe like doing a version of Christopher Nolan's Batman suits? Um, definitely, I'm, I'm more comic influenced and mm-hmm. I'm and I'm more interested in doing um the comic stuff. I I'm not a huge fan of the Christopher Nolan Batman suit. I like the uh the 89 suit, mm-hmm. the, the Tim Burton suit uh, a lot and I would love to do that but I think it might kill me to wear it just because it's all rubber. Sure. But yeah, I'm not. And and the thing is is there's almost a subset of costumers who do movie costumes as opposed to comic costumes. Mm-hmm. Um with movie costumes no lie, you got to pay a lot more attention to detail because sure. it's it's out there and you can literally you've got reference stuff to go from that makes it very exact. So, yeah, not something that I I want to do. I like the comic stuff just a little bit better. It's, I think it gives me a little more leeway to to maybe throw my own stuff into it. So. Mm. Have you noticed any trends? Because when I was at New York last year, uh, there was definitely like a flourishing of poison ivy all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, you do. I, I there's. I mean, Megacon was, people joked that it would, should have been called Batman Con. There oh, yeah? were a ton of Batman, Batman and, uh, and Arkham Asylum inmate type characters, sure. Jokers and Banes and Ivies and Harley Quinns and stuff like that. Look, as far as I'm concerned, there could never be too many of them. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. If you, yeah. I and mean, if you do your own take on it, it's, it's not like people said there were too many Harleys, but you know what? Every one of them looked different. Mm-hmm. And, that was cool, I thought. And there were a lot of Batmans, but every one of them looked different. So, mm. you know, I'm all for it. Whatever you want to do to be creative with it, just it's supposed to be fun. Absolutely. So, yeah, I love it. Awesome. Um, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to plug? No. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I, not at all. I'm, I'm just my own guy. So uh, I'm just I'm glad to be here and glad to have the chance to talk to you. It's been a blast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank all you. Right. So thank you again to Bob Kiefer. Fantastic interview. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and spending the time with me. Uh, as we get out of here today, final thoughts or something you'd like to plug, Mike Volpe? Uh, you can go to Facebook.com slash SBV Fitness. Groovy. By the time this plays, my new order of protein will be in. Yay, including strawberry. Strawberry, new flavor. Woo, woohoo. Yay. Are yep. you making the size changes yet, or is that coming? Yeah. yeah. Five pounds and two pounds. Cool. How close are we to online sales for those that are close enough. dying to get I'll it? I'll let you know. Yeah. All right. Awesome to hear. Uh, B Rye. Uh, I got two things I like to plug. Go for it. One, uh, for anyone who likes to hear me talk about wrestling, uh, I do. I am part of a six man, uh, six pack, <laughs> basically six man tag uh, match podcast <laughs> uh, called Pro Wrestling Noise, and you can find us on deliberatenoise.com slash wrestling. Does it work like a hardcore match? The timed hardcore matches, Survivor, <laughs> where where one guy has the belt and then. <laughs> No, it's pretty much just all randomness, and we all we cover you know raws and pay per views. So if, if you like wrestling, you can uh, check us out. Also, uh, I started out uh, doing a movie podcast where we cover review movies and stuff, and talk about randomly cool stuff, which is at which is called Isle of the Damned. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at if you type in Isle of the Damned in the search engine, and also in the search. Also, you can find us at movienoise.com/slash Isle A I S L A I S L E. So Brian's all over the potosphere. I'm all over the, the place potosphere. now. That is called the <laughs> potosphere. 
The potosphere. Not just, like they're not just words that I'm making up. People refer to sure <laughs> it as the potosphere, believe it or not. I've heard this multiple times. I'm not insane. I'm not insane. You're sure? <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm not sure at all. There. You should take a couple of those. <laughs> Make sure to go. That's my old vertigo medication, uh. just in case. Um, go to thegeekgeneration.com. <laughs> just to in case see. you stand up and fall back down. Head <laughs> <laughs> uh, over to thegeekgeneration.com. While you're there, please rate the show and write a view in iTunes. There is that subscription button on the side. If you have any questions, comments, insults, topics you would like us to discuss, blah, 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 blah. I really, really need those now more than ever. So if you're a listener, please give us feedback at podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at Geek Generation on Twitter or 508-316-9787. You can leave a voicemail. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We will see you guys next week without a news episode. Uh, but we're going with the format change. And it's, it's still going to be, be episode 75, 75, which I guess is kind of milestone. It is. It is. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <You're> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm waiting till 100 for our next big milestone. <laughs> but we'll see you guys next week. Later. Make it so.